Hey, listeners, you're listening to Nightmare Junkhead. Nightmare Junkhead! With Genius McGee and Greg D. I'm Gigi Saul Guerrero from Lucha Gore Productions. <laughs> Gore is love, baby. Weaving in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that will never, ever take time out for tea again. My name is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're attempting to, as the kids say, get woke with the directorial <laughs> debut of Jordan Peele, and we are talking the new really, newly released Get out. Get out. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that gang, let me remind you we're a part of the ever expanding Phantom Podcast Network. Phantom. And you can find all of our past episodes along with a host of other horrific horror podcasts over at downrightcreepy.com. Or if you're like me and you like to listen to us on the go, simply search for Nightmare Junkhead in your iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud app. Hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, we'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your T-hole. I was waiting to see where you went with that one. <laughs> Could have gone many avenues right. again, kind of like what we talked about last week. Um, but before we get into this new, uh, to get out, which I'm dying to talk yeah. about, this is such, such a uh, great film. We lost one of, one of the our, greats. One of the uh, great, just in terms yeah. of the in genre filmmaking, mm-hmm. or even beyond genre, because he kind of transcended that eventually. Right, but he was always the character actor's character actor. He really was. Yeah. We, of course, talking about the passing of Bill Paxton, mm-hmm. which hit the the community hard. The the only man to be killed by a predator, an alien, and a terminator. Indeed, so. I, I believe Lance Henriksen can also lay claim to that. Yeah, because in Terminator, aliens. And then the predator versus alien is the predator that I think that takes him out. And I think, yeah. I'll so I don't know, check. but to me, you though, know how in I terms feel of, about the AVP. Exactly. But, no, yeah. no. But he's he's that guy. He, mm-hmm. Like you said, he is that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, this is a horror podcast, obviously. And he had, yeah, he has an his, incredible horror resume. But I mean, just overall, he was in some spectacular movies, and I, he's always been one of the shining points of those movies. And I, I, to me, he was like one of the. He's a spice. And he can be the centerpiece of a dish, uh-huh. and it's fantastic, and it's all you talk about. But he can also be that little subtle one, yeah. That you're just like, to give it some zest, and you go, "Oh, what uh-huh. was that? That was so good." Mm-hmm. And that's the his role in so many films. Because if you think back to like my first experience with him was probably like in uh, Weird Science, mm-hmm. and he plays just the best, yeah. dickish older brother. <laughs> Just everything about him, just <laughs> right. you, you stewed but one. <laughs> just his del- his delivery, I think, was really unique yeah. in terms of what he said and how he said it. One of my favorites is uh, Predator Two. Oh, the the Lone Ranger. Mm-hmm, the Lone Ranger. Like doctor, I the doctor said I needed to leave a stool sample, a urine sample, and a, and a semen sample. I said, "Hey, I gotta go. Can I just leave my underwear?" <laughs> perfect, perfect. And when you're like a little jokester, like I was, you're like, "Ah, you just eat that with right? a spoon." <laughs> yeah, and of course, and he went. And he, every time he goes out, he usually goes out like a champ. Oh yeah, you know. Well, so. Think about probably I would assume his most iconic role in genre films being Hudson from Aliens. Mm-hmm. Um, on um, uh, Nerds of Nostalgia, we. 
did our little Aliens franchise talk. We, you know, obviously loved Hudson in that film. But he's also, like you said at the end, he goes out swinging, man. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. But I mean, he's also, let's face it, he, you know, tra- he made his jump into more like mainstream with and- Apollo. Th- um, there was no uh, uh, the right stuff. Mm-hmm. No, not the right stuff. Uh, uh, Apollo thirteen. Uh huh. And there then Twister. Twister. That was huge. Was really big. Yeah. And so. of course, directorial debut with Frailty, which we'll eventually which, talk yes, about. Because that that movie, not only just for him, but the entire movie needs to be revisited, yeah. especially, unfortunately, especially now. Yeah. So. And it's also on Shutter right now as yes, well. So yes. if you're obviously not a not an uh, you know a sponsor, <laughs> not, not a sponsor, podcast, but we but, really dig it. So. <laughs> but no, it was really it was truly sad because he showed up in uh, The Edge of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. and that was one of my favorite theater experiences from the past couple of years because I had no real insight to the film. I knew right. nothing about it, right. except for it was a Tom Cruise sci-fi film. A pleasant surprise. And then Bill Paxton shows up, and you're like, <laughs> yes. kick ass, this is great, uh-huh. all is well in the world. Instant classic. And it was, it was. <laughs> yeah. So it was really sad to see him go at so young, 61 years old. Yeah. Um, Oof, a huge scary. loss to the genre. Mm-hmm. Uh, Near Dark, obviously, is one of his most iconic roles. Mm-hmm. One of the one he's really, truly associated with in the horror realm, yeah. I would say. And obviously, uh, it's the 30-year anniversary of Near Dark as well. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We might end up doing a commentary on it. <laughs> yes. Never know what lies ahead. Because so. that one is truly a somber film. Mm-hmm. That one <laughs> that one could be a tough one to kind of talk through. Uh, <laughs> These the, the vampires sparkle in different ways. Yes. So. Oh, <laughs> Did you see when they released that on DVD, they actually made it look like a, like a Twilight-esque cover? Did you ever see that? Bullshit. No, no, I'm not really? joking. They actually had, um, is it Jesse? <laughs> when the best romance happens... Near dark. <laughs> you should have written the byline for it, man. That's exactly what it looked like. No, it had him in like Oh, Mark Hall of Fame presents Near Dark. It was. It was so insane how they marketed it. And I can only imagine these little the little teeny boppers yes. like, hey, this looks cool. Maybe it's one of those like mock mockbusters. Nope. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully that'll inspire them, you know, Catherine Bigelow. But no, huge, huge loss uh, with right. Bill Paxton. He's truly going to be missed. Most um, definitely. But yeah, I wanted to make sure we got a shout out to him. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Maybe we can on Nerds do an entire Bill Paxton tribute episode. Right. <laughs> talk about his, his classics. But speaking of classics, uh, we had the chance recently to see a film that has been getting a lot of you know positive reviews. Mm-hmm. It's made a shit ton of money, yes. which is fantastic. Uh, but the, the film we are talking about is uh, Jordan Peele's directorial debut, mm-hmm. Get Out. Yeah. Uh, so Get Out, again, written and directed by Jordan Peele, tells the tale of a young college couple uh, getting ready to go and meet the girlfriend's parents for the first time. Mm-hmm. And you know, shenanigans, if you will, ensue from there. Right. So that being said, what did you think, Genius of Get Out? This was a wonderfully superior made film for knocking it right out of the park. Um, beyond all the controversies that came for it, from it, whatever, this is a good film, period. This movie was, and even if you're not a fan of the genre, the horror genre, this is still a movie that you will enjoy because it's 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 almost it's it's it literally this is a classic 
This is an instant classic. It's really good. And it's actually getting really good positive reviews and press outside of uh-huh. the horror community. Mm-hmm. So that tells me, and that really tells you a lot just in terms of the, the I think, just the overall quality of the film. Yeah. Because that's the one thing. This is a first time writing yeah. and directing. This is just knocking it out of the park. Exactly. It's so, and so let me ask you this. There was a lot of hype going into this uh-huh. film. You heard a lot of people, uh-huh. the whole 100% on Rotten. Now, let me ask you, honestly. I don't know anything about Rotten Tomatoes. I don't mm-hmm. use it as a guide. I don't use it for any kind of influence. Is it really that influential outside of? You know, here's my experience with Rotten Tomatoes, okay? Because I will look at them and see what okay. people are saying. They have two things. They have the critic score, where they kind of average what like other where, like actual professional mm-hmm. critics say. And then they have the user score, where it's like comments of people like, dude, this movie is cool. Right. You know, you got to give it a chance, blah, 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 it's blah. It's us. Or like, oh, this movie's bullshit. It's stupid. So... They take an average of the user and critics. And what I have found is I agree with the users more times than not. I never agree with the critics, but with, well, sometimes. But like with the users, nine times out of 10, if they're, if it's, Pretty positive. I'm like right with them. So okay, so I, I mean, I, it's a good barometer. The user one is a good barometer. So the fact that it was you know going training 100 percent just on, on both on yeah. both ends. I was like, okay, this movie needs to be seen so. because we've talked about the hype, the overhype that can happen. Yeah, with the um, the hyperbole that came from it follows and mm-hmm. the green room. Like these movies are going to change the genre, and I have been burnt by both of them to different degrees. Right. So it was one of those once bitten twice shot. And now I'm like, nope, all bitten. Right. So my, my, my. It's uh, <laughs> right. So I didn't listen to the hype. I just and I didn't want to see too many trailers. And I and I made the joke earlier when we first came out. I, I'm just gonna go out. I mean, it, it looks like the Stepford Whites. Right. So I just made the joke. And so when I'm like, if this comes true, I'm just going to crack up. But it went in such a different direction that I was pleasantly surprised. And um, before we get into spoilers. Yeah, this is. Mm -hmm. And that's a good thing, too. You know, it's been out for about a week now. Mm -hmm. Give you a chance to make up your own opinion. I do want to talk some spoilery stuff on this because this is a this is a really thought provoking film. This is a deep film. This is a very deep multi levels. A lot of things going on. A lot of pieces that are being presented. It's a great Twilight Zoneian. I would even almost say like Black Mirror-ish, if you will, because it which is Twilight well, Zone. Right, right, right. It's, it's, basically, yeah, Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but this this plays on a lot of different fears on multiple levels. Yeah, I like the way he layered everything, and and um, the fact that all the stories intertwine and you can see the clues and. I'll, okay, I'll be honest. I wasn't. I, I really, really enjoyed this movie, but I figured everything out halfway through it. See, I didn't. I was, and I'm. I'll be honest. I ne- I'm not that person that's necessarily looking for that. I mm-hmm. usually ultimately find myself invested in the story and the characters. Right. So I'm not necessarily thinking ahead. I'm usually in, so not to say that you're not necessarily invested in them but i've never been that person that's like i've got it you know and Mm -hmm. so that being said did it disappoint you at all no okay in fact the contrary um because when i figured it out because i i don't go out looking for the thing but if i find i'm like okay i've seen this before i can figure it out right i have context clues Mm -hmm. so when i figured it out i mean i figured out almost everything halfway through it so i'm gonna go into spoilers now because i'm trying to figure out how to say without without giving it away so so we are now in a spoiler zone okay so it was the tea 
when she started first mm-hmm. doing the tea, right when she did that, and then the picnic thing and everything, I figured out that they were switching bodies. Okay. Right the minute the other black dude came in at the picnic. Okay. Okay. When, I had my suspicions about that when he met the gardener mm-hmm. because he used that old timey language and the way he said it, it was hard to see it at first, but the guy was like, he was angry at me. He was coming at me in a not friendly, but friendly way. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, I'm like, yes, he did. And that makes me think he's either a jilted lover or a family member. And if he's talking like back in 19 dickety two that the world's fair, she's a real hot tomato, isn't she? Right. Like a cross between like just like uh, <laughs> like an old carnival barker and the green mile because he's a big, intimidating dude. Right. Right. So back in 19 dickety two, I took the trial. It shall be built. You know, yeah, it was just really weird. Contrast. Weird, but angrily. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, OK, jilted lover, or family member. And then when the other guy came in and he was like well the stocks and bonds you know i'm having a great time i feel fantastic and i'm like they're switching bodies right. boom and then we, the whole psychotherapy and all that and i was like i got it i figured it out but at the same time it then took me on such a different ride a good ride that even though i knew watching him figure it out and mm-hmm. put more clues together and then what did it what, what was it um the sunken place the sunken place that Nightmarish. That concept alone is terrifying. And when the dude is talking about it and the tears are rolling down his eyes, that was so intense. It was just like, oh my God. And you just see him floating in this thing that's just drowning in the sea of nothing. It's a terrifying thought, too. I hate dr- I hate water. And so that just the, like a constant drowning spoke to me on so many levels. And the fact that he's seeing everything and can't even control his own body, that scared the shit out of me. Ah, oh. it kind of takes me back when we uh, talked about the nightmare, when they talked yes, about like, the, the, nightmare. the sleep paralysis, because to me, that's what it really hinted of. Yes. Is. And so let's go in a little bit more context of it. So um, number uh, just in terms of the hypnosis. aspect. Yes. So the, 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 the parents, you know, huge spoiler here. Mm-hmm. They're bad people. Right. But the, they're under the guise of good. And under the under guise of quit smoking and even the whole racial theme because the trailers made it to believe that they're going to hate him because because he's black mm-hmm. but it's the total opposite they love him because he's black she, she basically says you know they're going to love you they're going to my dad's probably going to say he would have voted for Obama for a third uh-huh. term uh-huh they are just and she even comes off as a social justice worker too let's I mean so let's get into it then so they're on their way back he mentions that you know have you told your folks that I'm black She's like, right. no, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. They get stopped by a mm-hmm. cop mm-hmm. and he immediately asks him for his ID. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this. Was the police department in on what was going on with the community? Because she puts up quite a fight for him. Yeah. And let me tell you, I was actually invested in their relationship up until there's the switch. Well, because of the fact that she was. And I, I think ultimately it was supposed to give us an insight to. She she kind of knows she understands mm-hmm. you know but she it seemed like she to me she was almost too quick to jump in I mm-hmm. mean she had every right because what oh, the yeah. cop did was a bad thing right oh yeah but he was like he was like let me get this everything's gonna be okay but she's like you know I mean it's like she was almost too red and and so that threw kind of a red flag for me okay you know I mean what she did was right I mean no yeah but to the degree of just anger like I I thought like maybe she's Wolverine you know so like so that. 
that one, I'm like, hmm. Because I'm curious if that was part of the charade. But at, do the, do the cops, I Or don't. maybe she they, was like, she doesn't want them to have like uh, his like ID or anything, like traces. That's true. I, I think that's more, I don't think the cops were involved. Okay, okay. I think, um, the, I think the one, the cop was a prick. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and the cop was a prick and he like, whatever happens, he probably deserves whatever, you know, being yelled at or something. And the presence but, of police, I think, is also something that's really, that kind of hangs over the shadow I of this film. I don't think they're in on it. Okay. Because okay. I think they're rich enough and they're shadowy enough where it's like, not necessarily that they're taking bribes, but they're like, we don't want to know. We don't care. It's a secret society. It's a secret so society of okay. rich old white people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. So. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, ultimately, when we meet the folk, when we meet the parents, and this mm-hmm. is really just, it's the Twilight Zone Black Mirror take on Guess Who's Coming to Dinner. Right. Uh, the parents played by uh, Catherine Kinnear and Bradley Whitford. And the, the entire cast in this movie. Is phenomenal. Oh, bringing their A game. Yes, they are. Because they, as serene and sweet looking as they appear, this movie is menacing. Exactly. Oh. It's a constant state of menace. It literally starts very slow, raising red flags and questions. Well, holy shit, the beginning then, of the film starts off with a bang. Oh, yeah. I I didn't know what to expect and I was not expecting a slasher. No. I'm thinking if they want to give uh, Jordan Peele Halloween, I would be 100% for it. I would... I, I've always said Wingard. I'm 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 throwing my hat for Peel if because that was a terrifying that creepy music mm-hmm. that creepy music would have done James Wan proud you know what I'm saying because James Wan makes some really yeah. creepy music you know so that one threw me for a loop but I was like I hope I hope that he's not like just repeating mm-hmm. I think in a way I think he was kind of paying homage. Yeah, I can you totally know? see that. I, he was paying homage in a way, like, hey, I love these slasher movies, but I'm not doing that right now, mm-hmm. you know? Because that guy, that brother was fucking, he is the new millennium's Hans. <laughs> he's the new Courtney Gaines because he's freaky. He's a mean ginger. And, right. he's, cre- and he's got that molestage. Oh, Christ. The, he that is br- violent. He is violent and he is ugly inside and out. His The, his, the way he delivered his speech, it just mm-hmm. seemed like there was there was something off of him. Definitely right. on that. And, it had, it, and the whole thing about it is he when he was saying the whole the whole community had racist uh, views, but in a reverse racism. It was very from, it was very first world, like, let us explore what they're doing. They were very much like horribly like racist, like anthropologist, you know? Right. Just like they were right. trying to explore cultures. Like, is it true what they say about black people? Uh 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 uh, you know? And like, and then one was like, well, your people are good runners and stuff. And then like, well, thank you, you know? And so it was like reverse racism. Well, the and, whole, there was like this whole and, cultural. Until Hans approach. came in and started making it really racist. But, but well, yeah. There's the, yeah. There's the whole idea of kind of like the cultural appropriation, just yeah. in terms of what people take and what they steal. And I think that's kind of the satire in this film mm-hmm. which gives it a little bit mm-hmm. element of an edge but it's one of those press it's an it's a serious issue it is and i think and this is the thing that i was initially worried about going in that it would yes, be heavy-handed exactly but it was a good balance no, of it's it. not yeah it, it's no, not it's, heavy-handed at all and in fact i it would through because it looked like when i was when first previews it looks like oh we don't hate them. we hate them go get out of get out of the neighborhood stop dating my dog but it's not they want come on come on we and so it's that weird reverse it's that it's the it's the subtle apparent racism that is so apparent that 
it's, even even okay and daniel kalua plays chris and he kills it in this film but he's got those moments throughout the party when you can see him trying to suppress not not and it it has it is anger because it's so it's, it's blatant, blatant. it's blatant doing, but he's still kind of like okay you know what they're ah. being nice you know it's going it's like how much I'm, do i put I, up yeah, with yeah exactly oh. cuz you could see the tension that's why when he went to call his friend who fucking stole the fucking movie Lorel Howery playing Rod Williams stole the fucking movie TSA, this guy man. god that's how TSA do Exactly. He, he really kind of was the audience surrogate, I think, because he, he was the one saying, "You need to get out because you're stupid if you stay." He goes, "There's them white people are doing crazy shit. You can't trust them. Get out now." Did he? And then, and because you're like, "Yes, that guy happening. is right. <laughs> Go leave." Let me ask you because I've heard different things. I liked it. I mm-hmm. need that the levity he provided mm-hmm. was good, but it also gave you. The, it kind of ultimately that gave relief. you what was yes. Yeah, it gave you that relief because you can't have tension, 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 no. tension, tension. You have without to have, some sort yeah. of like. Well, we've mentioned plenty of times on the yeah. podcast just the catharsis between mm-hmm. comedy and horror and how they mm-hmm. go hand in hand. And this was it walked such a fine line where the moments were so funny and so memorable, yeah. but there's no way you're going to say this is a comedy. Cuz every time he popped up, I he mean, was he was gold. <laughs> he was gold. That's what it, he was chocolate gold. He was awesome. He was really fucking good. But I've heard some people say that took them out of the film. Oh, no, no, no. I but think it me, added, yeah, yeah. Like we were talking that little spice just that little breathing room. Yeah, because otherwise it just it gets too much. And mm-hmm. another uh, shout out here um, with Bradley Whitford and Catherine Kinnear oh, in terms yeah. of the menace. I was kind of going in. I was afraid at some point with Bradley Whitford's character, I'd think about how weird his balls were or something like that. You know, <laughs> thinking like happy uh, like uh, Billy Madison. But not at one point did I because no, he, he's oh. a, they're chameleons and Catherine oh. Kinnear. I'm used to seeing recently she's been like in comedies mm-hmm. and stuff. Oh, she yeah. to play that menace like that demanding, commanding like sit down and like she is constantly playing mind games. Everybody in this mo- in movie is playing mind games either offensively or Certainly. defensively. Certainly. This is a very and when there's hardly any gore, but when it happens. It's fast, yeah. it's brutal, and it's satisfying. It really is. And this is a movie you do need to see in a theater with a good audience, a packed yeah. crowd. Oh. There, there was a couple of scenes where I was like, you could add more, a little more gore, but at oh. the same time, I understand. And there but- were some jump scares that... One I think was a little cheap that happened early on. Yes, the 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 car one. Yeah, I uh, the, that cause, because the, to me that at the end that whole deer metaphor and the headline mm-hmm. thing it didn't really serve a purpose. I thought it did actually, just in terms of the the guilt he went through, this almost the survivor's guilt with his mother. Um, true, you know, true. There, you yeah, know, all the parallels with that because that's you have that at the very beginning, but then it doesn't bring up anything else after. I well, think. no, it isn't until though we get that initial hypnosis scene. Yeah. When and she she he goes about and that's why the they, she takes him back to that time when he does lose his mother he doesn't make the call and he's got all that yeah. guilt and that was the old that because I'm now, also see, I just now put the deer versus the mom being hit I and I, think about I at just, the very end yep. when he hits the maid yep and he has I that just, moment I yeah I ju- yes you are right I like that I that effect was a little bit. Jump scary, it was, rough, it but was. at the same time, I understand how it's. It now purpose. serves the purpose, and that sound. Oh yeah, oh that deer dying sound. It's rough. rough. It's really rough. Yeah. No, but I, I I like that because it does serve the character. It serves his journey. Um, also, it's um, it just serves to when she has that initial hypnosis scene, like you mentioned. And speaking of the hypnosis scene and the sound of the deer, whoever did the sound editing. <sighs> 
they it was so quiet when it needed to be mm-hmm. quiet and it was just just, just listen to the spoon and i oh, felt yeah, i, I felt myself like going i'm very calm right now it it really did it because yeah. it was it was it was um, like asmr yeah. it was just that uh, the, the thing i listened to it's just like just calm and you're like okay and then just and sing. when he and has then he goes, that and moment then drop and i was like whoa i went <gasps> and when he has that moment he's like i can't move yeah and she has him in all oh, that made so me guess horrible and just awful but yeah so if you haven't seen like the sunken place to me if you haven't seen it i i'd mentioned this uh under the skin mm-hmm. which is the scarlett johansson alien flick has a very similar kind of atmosphere and yeah, aesthetic. it does very much almost kind of like with a uh, stranger things when they yeah. went into the, uh, the upside it? down yeah mm-hmm. which is just this kind of like place that just ex- exists in between things it reminded me of the intro to tales from the dark side oh yeah oh yeah yeah it's that the underworld you know just that just switch but this just the dark well and then the idea the concept is basically that it's a it's a it's a like a two or three step process for mm-hmm. this this whole switching of the bodies yeah. and the mind you get hypnosed and thrown in the sunken place because in the sunken place you just you basically you exist on a blip uh-huh. basically there's yeah. just a little bit of you you're in the Floating consciousness in darkness but you have no control over anything but mm-hmm. you still exist mm-hmm. and then the thing after that then you get is going to be then the actual transference and of course Catherine Kinnear is the psychologist mm-hmm. and then Bradley Whitford is a brain surgeon <laughs> so, so it's of course they're working in work. right but also did you did you think about um that scary psa video that they at the show beginning him? no at the very end oh when he's no no being, at the be- the, the first yeah. one yeah before steven and Root you comes. realize you mentioned uh bradley whitford gives a little uh chris's uh daniel kalua's character a little bit background with his great with his granddad saying uh he came in second to jesse owens mm-hmm. and there's like and he then that, almost got over it yeah and then that that whole uh, the running scene when he comes at, I was like, holy shit! Which is a great comes, scare. Uh huh. And it's earned because you see it. It's not a jump scare, nope. but like, it's what just is a that? What good. Is that? And he's right there. And it then when terrifying. you make the connection, yes, that that's the grandfather uh-huh. expl- exploiting the new body, yep. running like he couldn't before. Mm-hmm. That's that's that was another, like boop, got it. Yeah. Another creepy. But element. it was so terrifying. I didn't know the grandma was the maid though. I thought it was somebody else. Which but. made me wonder again. This is just in terms of like why were the, were they acting oh. like that only because they had Chris there? No, I, I I have to before we get that. I have to say the maid, the scene where she's laughing and Start crying. Doing no, 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 no. Oh. I I was almost in tears and in shock. It was such she, just her performance that just sadness and joy and trying to you could see both sides fighting at the same time. It was just. A, a thing to behold of this lady's acting ability because I felt exactly what she was like feeling. You know what I'm saying? I mean, she pulled off such a job. Betty I, Gabriel. Was, oh, she. She was in the purge. Uh, the the last purge. Oh, she was the she mm-hmm. was the driver of the uh, EMTs. Yep. yep. She's rad. She's badass. She's awesome. <laughs> So she's shown up in some great genre film. Mm-hmm. But let me ask you that because ultimately we find out that is the mother and the father that are in there. Mm-hmm. Do you think they were putting on an act for Chris? A- acting actually as the, the you know the the help yeah while he was there yeah. and when they're not there yeah. they're obviously right they're part of the family okay right that because because they've been doing it for years yes I mean the and girl- this whole thing stems from the fact that this guy came in second to Jesse Owens mm-hmm. like this whole god awful racist eugenics mm-hmm. kind of just horror thing it, right and that's a, it, this is a good 
horrific movie. Yeah. Because like I said, the you get evils of men, the menace. Mm-hmm. And then I think it turns into like more sinister when you find out exactly what's happening. When he's at the party and he goes upstairs and everybody stops. Oh my God. That was <laughs> awful. That-, it was, that was terrifying. Terrifying. That's one of my worst nightmares. Cause you know, I, you know what? We're both, you're introvert. I'm extrovert. I'm sure we both saw it in two totally different ways, but we were both <laughs> understand that that was some fucked up shit right there. And all the while that Chris is at this party and everyone's parading about it. Yeah. He eventually separates himself. In fact, I think it's Rose that said, let's take a walk mm-hmm. and they go, oh, they're just going to play bingo. Mm-hmm. And they, and- Start, they did, but they play but, bingo, and bingo, of course, is this whole auction. Yeah, which is another, which is horrible. Yeah. Just, I mean, that just sears your soul. But a fucking uh, little uh, small role by Stephen Root. Yeah, but when they stop, when no, when, when, actually, when, when they're when, in the house and they look and, up, yeah, they stop and they look up. It was just like, oh, it's horrific. That's horrifying. But Stephen Root did such a good job. He well, is Stephen, so underrated. He kind of gives you he. Yeah, he, he gives you a bait and switch because you really think does. he's going to be a good guy and he winds up being asshole. And the, the yeah. bad thing is he goes, it's not the personal. You just got a good eye. Yeah. He, and he says it. He says well, he's it, a blind art dealer. Yeah. He goes, he goes black, white. Nah, you it, just, it doesn't matter. You have what I want. Mm-hmm. And so that's another one of the that that. I'm not saying he was redeemed, but at no, the same, not at all. No, not, not at, all. at all. But at the same time, it's like, well, cool. You know, a mm-hmm. art dealer respects art. He's not. He's not wanting to get this guy because, because the he, Negroes can run fast. You know and what they, I'm saying? They say something along the lines of "Black is so in right now." Right. Bl- bl- exactly. Uh, Just to. It's like to make people an accessory, whatever the race is, is mm-hmm. is monstrosity. It's this is a horror movie, literally, of what the evils of men can do. Yes, and it's a, a totally fresh perspective mm-hmm. that we haven't seen in quite some not time. supernatural no. not just a just a terrible family mm-hmm. of horrible people yeah. hans christian anderson and his ways and her and her ways the fact that because they even said he goes he says you pick good because he is a lot more physical on the captives you would, than you she would have is. thought he was like jimmy the greek or something the way he's sizing him up occasionally yeah man. yeah you're mma you're an mma fighter i bet i can take you down Let's, it just, and just all this yeah just it just seems like every single person that's in that house has some elements of creepiness mm-hmm. just overt just mm-hmm. ugh, just yeah. you, you, your skin crawls no, with them yeah no it, it, the guy was every right to be afraid of everything going on because even the neighborhood was kind of creepy oh, it, was, ab- it was too yeah, perfect it was. Too perfect. Idyllic setting, man. You got to be scary with that stuff there. Uh, it definitely has a 70s horror film, kind of a, just a vibe to it in terms of the kind of the little... And it's, you, I don't necessarily think it's a slow burn, no, but I can see no, some people maybe thinking it is. Especially when it thinks it looks like it's crazy violence. I yeah. mean, and, and it is at some points when the gore hits... Mm-hmm. It's really good gore. The best use of antlers since Linnea Quigley. Yeah, that was our our theater kind of got a, a charge yeah. out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, in terms of the whole scene, when you see the PSA that they provide, they basically it's kind of um, the exposition of what this is, where it's coming What's from, happening. how they're doing mm-hmm. it. But basically, ultimately, they throw you in the sunken place. They switch out your cerebral cortex somehow. Mm-hmm. And then again, they control everything. So. You get an interesting thing because they keep basically any time that the tea would get tea stirred, uh-huh. it would knock him out. Yeah. So you get this really interesting thing. The first time he's knocked out and he's talking about when he was uh, a child for the first time, the little scratching that he does with his mm-hmm. hands. Well, they if so this is what blew my mind, actually. So they've got him strapped down in this chair and he's doing the same thing because, man, he's just going through a lot it's of shit. Tense. It's insane. It's almost a little clockwork orangian mm-hmm. in terms of the Ludovico treatment. 
but he's got a thing where you can see him actually he's able to pull down with his mouth by the, the straps to try to get him out mm-hmm. well you ultimately realize that he's able to break out because he stuffed cotton in his ears he picked cotton uh, and stuffed it in his ears uh, come on come on you can't tell me that's not like an, uh, something that they were very specific about hmm. I thought that was very clever and kind of an fu yeah. to the antebellum south you right because it was very southern yes. uh, southern home in New Hampshire so and so the, it I, was out of place it was like one of those things I I realized is like oh that's fucking yeah. brilliant that's brilliant mm-hmm. oh, thank and you Jordan shove it, shove it in his ear just to block the, I, I thought it was just, great and it was just like cotton mm-hmm. perfect love it that's so wonderful um, and and Okay, so there was a scene towards the, at the very, very, very end when the police come. Oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus I, Christ. I was on bated breath because I thought that if the cops shot the guy, I would be so angry. This film had the potential to start a riot. I this, this I mean, seriously, in the climate, in the climate that we are in. Mm-hmm. It had that because I would have been like, man, fuck the police, you know, and I'm not a fuck the police kind of guy. Right. I'm all about fair is fair mm-hmm. and just is just. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if the cops would have, I'm like, fuck that shit. But the fact that it was TSA. Oh, Jesus. Christ. I was no, like, it, dang, I was just like, thank God. I let out an exhale. <sighs> yeah, like, me too. It was me too. Because I had the same reaction. I was like, fuck you. If this is what yeah. you're going to do. Yeah. You, we, you needed a happier, not even necessarily right. a happy ending, but you, you didn't need that. Just like Busan. If, oh, like, if, Jesus if, Christ. If, if that, if they would, spoilers on yeah. Train to Busan, if they would have shot that little girl, I would have fucking burned the theater to the <laughs> ground. You know what I'm saying? No, I the do. The same way with Get Out. If they would have killed him and shot him, I would have fucking. And that is such a relief, though, when yes. you see the airport. That it's, that it's his boy. Oh. That it's his boy. His homie's been looking out for him from yeah. day fucking one, and he comes to save the day. That's, that's how fucking TSA do that's how boys do that's that you know what i'm saying because he even went to the police yeah. nobody fucking believed him he went and tried so he goes yeah. hey i'll never come to you guys but i'm a, and i did my own research because yep. i'm tsa this is what i'm t- I'm telling you something. and they just laughed him off but he n- never stopped interestingly enough let me ask you on this one so one of the last scenes um obviously is chris getting out breaking out taking yeah. out the family there's a scene with rose where she is on her bed, cross, she's sitting Indian style on her computer, and she's looking up her next conquest. Because as mm-hmm. it turns out, she is basically the bait. She's the honeypot. She is the honeypot. She's pot. the honeypot. Exactly. But she is eating Fruit Loops individually and then taking sips of milk. Yeah. It is the most, that unsettled me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. And I don't know what it, 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 there was just something so weird there's about something, that. There, cause there's something weird. There was everybody, every it's like member of that family was so weird. Had their own but little yeah. quirk, you know, mm-hmm. but I don't know what it was. And then the fact she's looking up like the next NCAA athlete or something mm-hmm. like that. I'm just like, oh my God, this is so fucked yeah. up. To, but, and the fact that they're like, hey, let's go. You're the bait. Yeah. Go, and go, she's go. And she's implicit in it. In mm-hmm. that moment that actually, and what really got me is I didn't necessarily see that happening. I was actually, I was really hoping that she was going to be able to get him out, or I, I knew she was bad. I was knew it? she was bad. I, I'm telling you, I, not from the not from the get. Definitely not from when she jumped down the cop's throat. But there was something she kept saying at the dinner table when they first met mm-hmm. that really got me. Like, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but I'm like, she's in cahoots. I was like, Damn she's, it. She... she's in cahoots. I know because I think it was something with the brother. Mm-hmm. She's like, 
She goes, well, she goes, my way is working better or something like that. And I was like, yes, they did. Yes, they I did. I was like, yep, she's in cahoots. They're all in cahoots. Yeah. I, they're all in cahoots. Because so. by, by the time the, and what I really like about the character of Chris is once he realizes shit is going south. Right. He's like, let's get out now. Uh-huh. Like, no pussyfooting. We're going now. But the fact of the matter is, I, he knew, at that point, he knew that she was in on it, didn't? Yeah, because of so all, what I think maybe he was hoping because well, unfortunately she had the keys. She had the keys. He knew she knew she had the keys. He knew she was out. Well, he was dependent on the, those keys though. So maybe as soon as she brought those out, he would have tried to have booted her out of the car or something along the lines. Wouldn't he just like grab the purse or the key and like give me that? Probably. You know? maybe, I would have like maybe. give me the goddamn purse, can go give keys. You know? I mean, I don't know. That that's my only like my see, my only issue was a little bit with some of the pacing of it. I mm-hmm. thought it was a little overlong. I thought they could have maybe cut there out was, some uh, yeah, rod the, stuff, but there there was there was some stuff where it's like and also the ending. I love it because it does turn into not necessarily a slasher thing, but you know we we get some great kills. Right. Um. You definitely get a turnaround in terms of the the the, the final girl is the final guy and he's mm-hmm. getting his comeuppance. Um. But in terms of some of the pacing on that, I think it was a little off. Yeah. I. I it's a, it is a slower, weirder paced movie, but I think it adds to the weirdness and offness of it. And this is kind of a weird movie, and especially for a first timer, you know what I'm saying? This it, it and I while I'll agree there was some like a little bit more trims, a little bit more cut, you know. I mean, but not many, you no, know what I'm no, saying? No, no. Just 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 yeah, but it was really odd. It was oddly wonderful, you know. It was just. A, a mind fuckery. It really is. Um, and the fact that it's doing so well. Well, and I think the way that, because we're talking about it right now, we've agreed on some stuff and not agreed on some stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that, especially depending on where you're, where you lie on any spectrum, you're going to see it in different ways. Yeah. I'm sure there's somebody right now tweeting, oh, get out, it's the most racist movie I've ever seen. And that on both sides of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No matter what. I mean, but I think beyond, you have to, if you look beyond, on controversy the controversy or anything this is just a good yeah. good 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 movie it's just a, for the first time for a fifth time for yeah. anything you know this was it, it was it was <laughs> it was a loving homage to John Carpenter on a many things to Rod Stewart uh, Rod Stewart Rod Sir <laughs> <laughs> have I told you lately <laughs> get out <laughs> And I didn't even one time think of an Arnold like get out. Right. No. That's the strength of this film. Right. Didn't think of Bradley Whitford's balls or no. Arnold Schwarzenegger's or, saying, get out or, or no, yeah. anything. Yeah. No. It's, it's, it was it's it's its own creation and yeah. it was so wonderfully done. And I love the fact that he he chose to do a cool genre film. Yeah. In term, but he's steeped in that. If you listen to the um, Shockwaves podcast a while back, they uh, had Jordan Peele on, and he's he's a huge horror fan, genre fan, mm-hmm. and that's I think the thing that ultimately is freaking pe- not freaking people out, but no. Like, but when you somebody come when you come when from they know, a comedy background, yeah. I don't. I never really watched the Key and Peele show, but I've seen good. like Hinkle McCrinkleberry, and I've seen a lot of the bit. I, I like like Doss Negro, and like yeah. some of the some of the uh, skits that they mm-hmm. do. And and I find him funny. I just never went out and saw him like I saw like Chappelle. Right. Or like right. even like just any show. Yeah. Right. But 
when you come from a comedy background to do something non-comedy, they're looking through that shit from a fine-tooth cone well, on what your is, ass. That's David Gord Green and uh, uh, Danny McBride right now. They're doing the mm-hmm. Halloween film. They're yeah. under that same microscope right now. But but I think this proves... This proves that just because you're good at one thing doesn't mean you can't be good at something else. Yeah. You know? Just like comedy and horror. Like you said, they mix perfectly, mm-hmm. perfectly. And when done right, I'm. you know what? John Carpenter's made some pretty damn funny movies. Yeah, he has. Big Trouble in Little China. Yep. Come on now. Yep. Come on now. Yep. Now, to me, I'm really excited because I do think he's going to be one of those just He's going to be one to watch. Strong just voices. a good director. And the fact that... I and think, the fact that it's political when not yeah. without being overtly political. It's facilitating discussion. Yes. Which is good. Now, unfortunately, on Facebook, that never... That just devolves. No, no, no. But I think, though, within your circles of friends, family, mm-hmm. um, it will... You'll, you'll Even get it, in that. I, I'm, I'm excited to see what's going to happen at horror conventions yeah. when that subject's brought up of Absolutely. Get Out. I Because I, I would love to hear a good honest and calm and civil discussion about some of the things that this movie has brought to the table especially in the climate we live now well it's interesting i've also seen some articles where some people are saying well it's about time horror caught up to this kind of stuff bullshit that's bull fucking shit horror's been telling the horrors of society since it was fucking around since the fucking uh grand you know i'm I'm just gonna say i left that one on purpose for y'all because he was just a powder (laughs) keg ready to no, but it's that's but of course, ba- oh, yeah. it's gonna. T- what about the children? Fuck that. No. Horror's been dealing with the horrors of life, yeah. since its inception. Yeah, I mean that's ridiculous. I know, but it, it's it's interesting though. But hopefully, then this makes people well. Maybe they can recontextualize and reanalyze right. horror films for some of the fucking genre greats that we have right. that transcend the genre and just become great films, mm-hmm. great statements. Exactly. You know, think about all the Romero work that he did with the zo- with the, the zombie films. Del Toro. I mean. Wes Craven with even like people under the stairs. We talked about that last week. No, exactly. Exactly. This movie is, it's important for a lot of different reasons. I think it'll, it'll, I, I think it will ultimately, and the, I'm tripping over here because I'm just like, right. yeah, you're right, you're right. Well, no, but here's the thing. I think when the, the term, this is the game changer, it gets thrown out a lot. It does. It got thrown out with It Follows and I didn't think so. It got thrown out with Green Room and I didn't think so. But I think with this one, it really might be. I think this one, not didn't pull the rug from out from under you, mm-hmm. but I pulled the wool from over your eyes. Ooh, nice! I like that. So, so, do you think we're we're woke now, as the kids say? I th- I think I think for the people who already are yeah. woke, this is going to wake them up more, yeah. and I hope this wakes people up to woke them. Oh damn, that was quite a mouthful. There, that was impressive, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Love the alliteration, man. So yeah, I'm, we're obviously definitely recommending yeah. this film. Yes, uh, check it in the theater if you can. I know it's, and I with all the press it's getting now. Hopefully, it'll stay in the theaters a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. That's making a good dime, which is fantastic because mm-hmm. it will only promote horror. We obviously had the witch last year, so we've got some good, we got some good intelligent yeah. horror. And uh, with all the. With the people who think that horror is nothing but schlock, right. to have good intelligent horror in your arsenal is always a good it's thing. It's the good arrow in mm-hmm. your quiver, especially mm-hmm. when you're going to put it right between your eyes. Exactly. So I guess until next time, guys, uh, this is Greg D. I'm Genius McGee. And we will see you in your dreams. <laughs>